From time to time, the Academy podcast hosts conversations between myself and members of our school's community. These, alongside more infrequent conversations with writers and thinkers and leaders from the wider, even national community. But on these shorter episodes, what we're calling in full Lyceum Conversation Starters, we hope to give you some brief thought worthy of and ideally provoking longer conversations with others in whatever place you listen. At a recent parent event, I attempted to give parents of current 8th graders some advice about how they might begin now in their homes preparing for success at our upper rhetoric school. One piece of this advice was this. Cultivate a table whereat there is regular and sustained conversation. My sincere hope is that these thoughts and observations might contribute toward the making and sustaining of such domestic endeavor. Today's starter, Advent. There are often ways in which our common cultural life seems to echo into the present. The Christendom at the back of what can be called Western civilization. And our post-Thanksgiving preparation for the coming Christmas season, the enduring commercial popularity of the holiday season, is certainly a contender for the top spot, the loudest echo from an ancient time. It's likely often noted, perhaps ad nauseum, the ways this commercialization and commoditization of Christmas, the rampant materialism of this time of year, may distract from or distort entirely the deep and even mystical strangeness of the coming of God into an ancient Near Eastern, marginalized, and poverty-stricken human community. Yet it should be noted as well that an emphasis on generosity toward others, mindfulness toward one's family, and the care for and decoration of one's home remain both deeply refreshing and thoroughly life-giving, if still lessened somewhat by the all-pervading presence of the dubious assertions of commercial powers. However one feels about our post-Thanksgiving dash toward purchasing festivity, the Church upholds still some oddities worthy of both consideration and comment. First, and perhaps most counterintuitive among them, the Church maintains that Advent is a penitential season a season in which our primary tasks are self-examination, self-abnegation, and repentance, a turning back into a better way. The preparations we make, then, in our homes and our porches, on our lawns, might also be helpfully accompanied by a more interior and personal kind of decoration. The mantle of the heart's fire, we might say, needs also, and more importantly, to be tended, dusted, and made ready. Second, and closely related, Advent is apocalyptic. The world awaits the great revealing of its end, an end both back in ancient memory and before us in the future, and within us in this moment, the Advent of Christ in our hearts. The once and future king, in that wonderful phrase, is the one we both remember and await, being ourselves transformed in this middle time 
of Middle-earth. The great leveling described by the prophet Isaiah, every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill be made low, the crooked straight, and the rough places plain, happened, and happens, and will happen, finally and fully, before the great judgment seat of Christ. And who we are, and what we have been, will be revealed, taken down, dusted off, unpacked, like ornaments from a box in the corner of a cobwebbed attic. Again, then, as we reveal and place decor, considering its future use, remembering its older origins, we might helpfully remember and await a greater, a stranger, a grandeur revealing. Finally, the church holds up Advent as a time of great yearning. This is perhaps the most obvious and discernible of the three in our wider cultural moment. Anticipated reunion, good gifts, good food, good company. At the same time, the yearning often fills with sadness. The unpresent, the departed, the broken nature of the world runs its splinter through our home and family and self and we yearn for what will never be again. And though undoubtedly such feelings can be and are harnessed by the advertisers and sellers of cheap temporary goods and services, the deeper work of Advent is not to turn in purchasing away from pain, but to turn toward it, to transform it into prayer. How can we make in Advent this greater work of preparation? How might we repent and turn toward the better way? How might we remember and anticipate the strange fulfillment of the promises of God? And how might we begin in hope to face prayerfully our yearning?